Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. This episode, episode 51, I want to uh, elaborate on the private label efforts um, that I've been kind of alluding to in uh, in, in previous podcasts. I'm going to finally go into a little, little bit more depth, but I wanted to wrap it around into a uh, to an episode that kind of talks about like a blue that talks about a blueprint for many of you, um, like the blueprint for uh, where you should go. I didn't have a blueprint, you know. I kind of was just doing things and just just doing things as they came and and going as going as I went and just doing things. I didn't really have an end goal. And I think for many of us, um, the blueprint that I'm going to share with you today, which is not all inclusive, it's not the only blueprint or anything like that. But unfortunately, there's a lot of um, people in our space that, you know, have just basic information like what I'm getting ready to share with you behind a paywall, Uh, you know, which is fine. They're doing what they're doing. That's fine. And I don't I, I, I do. I do subscribe to um, having some some sort of paywall, you know, if you are investing your time and your expertise, I think people should pay for it. But um, but I, I un- unfortunately, uh, uh, unfortunately, that they're even the basic blueprint uh, I have not came across. Maybe you have, but it's not the only the only blueprint. It's just something that I've ob- observed. And something I want to share with you guys. So I don't wrap this episode around a blueprint for you guys and also go into depth uh, about my private label um, efforts. So that's going to be towards the end of the the end of the episode. So let's get straight to it. This is episode 51 and we're talking about e-commerce. We are talking about the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, cause many times I would ask myself, what am I doing this for? What is the end goal? What is the purpose? Uh, am I, am I supposed to be doing what I'm doing for, you know, how long, how long am I supposed to be doing it? So all of those questions, um, come out of not having a blueprint, not having a, 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 a business plan, a general business plan of where, the ship is heading to, right? My personal opinion, I believe that all of us in this space need to get to the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. And the light at the end of the tunnel is controlling and owning your own brand, okay? So owning the assets, your your brand, that's your assets, and controlling the distribution, the distribution and price of your, an image of your asset in the marketplace. So owning your own brand, okay? That is, in my opinion, the light at the end of the tunnel. Now, everything you do up until that, up until that point, you can still make a decent living up until that point, you know? Um, and you know, there's, there's pockets in between, um, where you start and, uh, 
that if you, if you were to keep if you were to think of it as a spectrum where you start at the beginning of the spectrum and then private label at the end of the spectrum in between there's a lot of opportunity there where people can exploit and you know continue to grow uh without being on either side of the spectrum you know there's opportunity for that but i think the i think that a person has the most leverage um the most freedom and the most income potential at the end of the spectrum which is owning and controlling your own brand so let's get into it so um in you know if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, I, I'm drinking my Coke. <laughs> so if you if you uh, hear me taking a sip, that's what that is. Or you hear me pausing, uh, that's what that is. Okay. So uh, let me take a sip real quick. All right. So. Um, so I'm going to talk. I'm going to be talking about my experiences um, in a, in a nutshell, you know, I'm going to try not to elaborate too much. Uh, the podcast, if you go back into the podcast way back, you can, you can get all that. But for the purpose of the, the, the this, this episode, I'm going to kind of wrap things up or go a little fast in terms of my, my experience. So if you were to think of this as a spectrum, Right. So you have the beginning of the spectrum, which is the starting point and the end of the spectrum, which is um, owning and controlling your own brand. OK, let's 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 keep that spectrum in mind. Let's start from the beginning. So how do we get in the game? How do we start in this game of e-commerce? OK, there's many ways you can start. There's, you know, you know, dozens of ways you can start. You know, um, I'm going to touch on probably the most popular ways, but um, there's many ways, right? So you have um, you have retail arbitrage, right? Where you're buying um, you're you're buying items from retail stores at a discount, and you're selling it online at a retail price or more. There's thrifting. Um, yeah, thrifting, um, there is, uh, storage buys where, um, you know, you buy different, you know, storages and you you sell whatever you, you get. Uh, and there is, um, kind of like garage selling or that, that kind of that kind of merges with the thrifting, the thrifting idea in, 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 in a way, but, um, that, that's another avenue. There's a uh, bulk buys, there's wholesale, there's, um, you know, yeah, getting stuff for free on, you know, somewhere and then selling it somewhere else. That's another way you can start. Uh, there's so many different ways you can actually start. Probably the most the most popular ways are the retail arbitrage for the Amazon guys or the thrifting, right? The thrifting for the, the eBay and the Poshmark and Macari guys and gals. Um, so thrifting, retail arbitrage, 
bulk buys, wholesale. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people do start with private label. I don't recommend that because, uh, because it's very risky, you know, especially if you don't have any ex- experience in e-commerce. Uh, if you got, if you're going straight to private label, you're starting that way. You know, you're buying all these tools to try to understand what's missing in the marketplace. And then you're, you're spending, you know, months and months and months with suppliers on Alibaba or wherever else. And you're putting up a lot of money in, in really only having, in really only having one avenue to sell the product, whether it's Shopify or Amazon. Um, I don't recommend that. Me personally, I don't recommend that. So this is for people who do not just jump straight into private label. Um, that's just way too risky, way too risky. Um, I'm the more of the ease your way in kind of guy, you know, and that's what the private, that's what the uh, retail arbitrage or the thrifting or something that's very um, low, uh, low cost, uh, low risk and you know, put in higher, higher reward instead of, you know, high costs and potentially high reward with the um, retail arbitrage right out, right out of the, right out of the gate. So there's so many different ways you can start in e-commerce. Okay. Um, I think I covered all of the ones that I know. I know I'm missing probably a few of them, just not coming to my mind right now. But that that is you know, the beginning is is probably one of the hardest uh, times because you're very new, your knowledge is very low, but your enthusiasm is very high, which is very good. Enthusiasm very high, knowledge very low, so that. Depending on how high your enthusiasm is will determine how far you get. And then you start learning. You start learning the game a little bit. You start learning how Amazon works. You start learning how eBay works. You start learning how Poshmark works if you're doing that. Or if you're in the, the sneaker game, for example, you start learning how the sneaker game works and and how um, uh, all the different sites for selling sneakers and, 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 and the costs and... Um, expenses and all that kind of stuff so that the the beginning is very important because you start really understanding what are the costs like what are your costs and what are your profits you know um that's one of the 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 good things about you know the e-commerce world is you know is is you can't really hide from the numbers you know you really have to know these numbers you can't hide from them you know at least not for long you're going to know your costs and you're going to know your expenses, you know, up front for the most part. Okay. So that's the beginning in the middle. Okay. So in the middle of that spectrum from starting all the way to owning and controlling your brand at the other end of the spectrum, you're going to start experiencing some uh some tough times some tough times and also some good times okay you're going to land uh, you're going to land a situation that you know that works really well for you 
and you're going to land some situations that don't work well for you. Okay, You're going to buy some products that don't sell. And then you're going to buy some products that you wish you had more of because they sold out so fast. But here's what I think a lot of people in our space, a lot of uh, uh, entrepreneurs in our space are missing out on. Okay, In that middle part, after you already started and, and you know what avenue you want to go in, whether it's bulk buys, storage buys, retail arbitrage, thrifting, or whatever avenue that you took to get in, once you know your lane, what's very important is you got to start collecting data. Okay, You got to start collecting data in the niches that you find yourself in. And you have to start niching down even more. So that's the first thing, actually, is niching down even more as much as you can, possibly, as much as you can, you know, as you possibly can. And then understanding the data and start collecting data from your experience. Okay. You start understanding. Okay. Now, you start understanding what's unique to your specific situation with the products that you're specifically selling. Okay, and that can be as simple as understanding what uh, shipping supplies you need that are specific in the niches that you are getting into or the niche that you're in. Okay, so you're either going to land in multiple niches or in one or, you know, one to three niches or four niches, probably. Okay, you're going to land there eventually. And, and, And that's the goal is to get really good at. With, to, to get really good in as few niches as possible, you want to go niche down all the way down to, to one or two, preferably one. But it's going to take you time to get there. So from the starting point to that point where you're niched down, you know, it's going to take time and it's going to it's going to take time differently for different individuals. So it doesn't make sense to try to compare yourself to other people. It doesn't make sense to try to compare yourself to, you know, people on YouTube or wherever, you know, you, you continue in your lane, get good at what you need to get good at, follow your own compass. And then when you land in a few niches, you start collecting data from customers. What are customers saying? What are they complaining about? What problems and issues are these customers experiencing? And at this point, which is the middle ground, we're we're still in the middle of the spectrum. I think it's important, me personally, I think it's important to, um, if if you're selling on Amazon, to not sell on Amazon. You know, to get on eBay, to get on Poshmark, to get on these other places, to get on, uh, um, to get wherever else outside of Amazon. And the reason why I recommend that is because when you get off of when you get off of Amazon, you will realize how much hand holding uh, Amazon does for you. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, you will uh, experience what I call hand to hand combat. Hand to hand combat. That's what you know. Not literally, but that's just the metaphor that I use between the relationship between you and the customers. What I mean by that is, 
what I mean by that is if you're an Amazon seller, you know that you don't really get a lot of engagement um, from customers. You don't get that many. And you, you honestly don't really know how much you don't get if you're just an Amazon seller until you start selling on other platforms. For example, eBay, for example, you will realize you get way more messages, you get way more um, 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 uh, you converse with the customer way more to the customer and potential customers way more than you would ever on Amazon. Okay. Um, and that's what I call hand in hand combat. Like, you know, Amazon, Poshmark and all these other platforms where the customer and potential customer is encouraged to message you and ask you questions and talk to you. Okay. That's hand to hand combat to me. That's what I call hand to hand combat. That's important because you really start understanding the, the buyer. Okay. You won't understand the buyer really like that on Amazon unless there's a lot of reviews to go through in the niches that you're in or the niche that you're in or um, uh, or if there's a specific product that you're selling unless there's you know a lot of engagement in the reviews um, which could be kind of shaky on Amazon because you know Amazon is known for deleting certain reviews and and um, and doing all this kind of funny stuff. But when you start selling off of Amazon, you really start to learn about the customer more. The faster you understand your customer and your niche or niches, the faster you will get to the end of the spectrum, which is private label, coming out with your own product, solving these issues and concerns or problems that uh, the customers in your niche are experiencing. So you go through the hand-to-hand combat, okay? Um, and, and these are the things that I've, 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 you know, like I said, I'm talking about my experience. So these are, this is, I'm, I'm speaking from my experience. Okay. So, um, yeah, when I was selling, when I, when I'm selling on, um, eBay, Poshmark, Amazon, Etsy, I am, uh, getting a lot of data. You know, the data is what customers are complaining about. Even the, the positive reviews, what are they saying? The negative reviews, what are they saying? Um, and I'm collecting all of that, you know, basically uh, to use at some point. And that some point is, you know, the private label product. Where you start coming up with your own solutions and, and, and um, um, toying, toying with the idea of creating your own brand to solve these uh, concerns, problems, issues uh, and things like that in the niches that you're currently in. OK, so. How do you, so the question is, um, that I think people will ask is, well, how do you sustain yourself in the middle ground? See, in the beginning, you know, you're sustaining yourself based on the method that you're using. So if you're using retail arbitrage, that's what you're doing, retail arbitrage, right? Or if you're thrifting, you're thrifting. Or if you're wholesaling, you're wholesaling. Um, um, so those are different avenues. Now, there's different ways to to maintain yourself in the middle ground. OK, so once you uh, after you start. And you're just, you know, throwing you're throwing everything at the wall when you start, 
you're putting up every product that you could possibly get your hand on that makes sense to sell um, on whatever platform you're selling on. But then at some point, you're going to you're going to land in, 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 in two different situations to maintain yourself. Cause me, I don't think, you know, these, uh, a lot of these, um, starting points are sustainable. They're just starting points, but to get to the middle ground, I believe you have to have, you have to find yourself in two different situations. Okay. Um, one, you have to find yourself in a situation where you are, um, establishing and maintaining relationships. So you're maintaining relationships. Okay. So what that, what, what that may look like. So it, it can look like a lot of different things. So like, let's say for example, you're retail arbitraging and you have relationships with the retail stores. You have, um, you have relation. Okay. Let me generalize it first. So the general statement is relationships. You want to have relationship with, with people who have the authority to sell you products. Okay. They have the authority to sell you products and they can sell it to you at a discounted rate if, if needed. So that covers every different situation. Okay. So if you're doing like bulk buy, uh, if you're doing like storage, right, you're buying, um, storage, uh, um, um, storage lockers or whatever, you know, you want to have relationships with people who can constantly feed you, uh, uh, situations where they are foreclosing on, uh, storages and they're calling you to buy them. They're calling you to buy these, 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 uh, the, the, you know, the, the content in these storages, for example, they're calling you because they know you, they like you or whatever. Right. Or if you're doing like retail arbitrage, you have some type of relationship with, uh, the retail stores, you know, maybe it, it could be a manager or a district manager or whoever, and they are, they want to sell their products to you. They want to sell, you know, their discounted products or their discontinued products or whatever it is. They want to, they, they want to sell to you at a discounted rate. They have the authority to do that. And you know them and they want to, they call you when they want to get rid of stuff. Okay. And there's, you know, the different quotas and all this kind of stuff that they have to do when they're, um, when they're selling products. So, you know, these, these relationships are pretty common for people like, for people like that who do retail arbitrage, if you if you know how to get in the game and, and talk to people. OK, that's one way or um, another way is establishing relationships with uh, wholesalers. Right. So if you find a product and you're buying it from, you know, Walmart or something like that, and you look on the back, you look at the brand, you look at the tag and you say, hey, you know, I wonder if I can buy this wholesale, reach out to them, start a relationship and you start buying wholesale. You know, that's another way. So either way. You're in a situation where you are buying, uh, where you are in a situation where you are, are, are establishing and maintaining relationships with people from companies who can sell you product or who can sell you product at a disc at a discounted rate, you know? Um, so yeah, so, uh, um, and, 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 and that's one scenario you can be in to maintain yourself in the middle of this spectrum we're talking about. 
a second way to maintain yourself in the middle of this spectrum we're talking about is to have multiple ways of sourcing and and um and multiple what I call exit strategies. Okay. Multiple sources, multiple ways to source a specific product and multiple exit strategies to be able to sell that said specific product. Okay. I'll give you an example. Okay. So um back in my retail arbitrage days. Back in my retail arbitrage days, um, there was a product that I bought and sold. Um, I bought it from a grocery store, and that's where I would find a lot of my a lot of my good finds were at grocery stores. It's, it's 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 difficult to find things continuously at grocery stores, but when I did find something at grocery store at a grocery store, it was a good winner. Um, to retail arbitrage. So anyways, um, uh, I would buy this product. It was a, it was a, a, a bag holder. Um, that's not the correct term, but if you ever get bags from the grocery store and you store them, you store them in this, in this product, you store those bags in in this product, right? I would buy them from the grocery store. Um, I'm trying to remember the numbers. I don't remember the numbers all the way. Uh, okay, I'm just going to make up some numbers, but I think I probably bought it maybe five bucks, you know, maybe less, you know, and I was selling them online for about 20, about 17, 99 or 20 bucks. I would buy them at the grocery store and sell them on Amazon. And there, there came, there came a time where it's like, man, I can't really find these at these grocery stores anymore. So what I did was I had, um, I went on eBay and I found someone selling them on eBay for around the same price, maybe a couple of dollars more than the price that I sold them on. Um, excuse me. The person on eBay was selling them for a few dollars more than the price that I was getting at the grocery store. So it wasn't that big of a difference, but um, but it still was a difference. And then I was selling up. I was selling them on Amazon for 20 bucks, 23 dollars, 24 dollars. Um, you know, I'll change my price to see what I can get, you know, from here and there, but I'll try to sell them in the twenties. Um, um, yeah, so I'll try to sell them in the twenties. Now I would, um, you know, I tried to, you know, source the product from the distributor, but I couldn't find the distributor. I mean, they were listed on the product, but you know, they weren't answering the phone and, you know, I I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I didn't know how to get in contact with them, but anyways, I had, I had multiple sources or multiple ways to find the product, but for that specific product, I did not have multiple ways of exiting. My exit strategy was Amazon. Okay. Now, worst case scenario, uh, if I wanted to add another exit strategy, I can just basically buy them off eBay and then sell them again on eBay. Now I wouldn't sell them as quickly as I would on Amazon because simply because um, on eBay, obviously I was buying them from someone for $7 for me to sell them for $23. Um, it wouldn't be as likely it. I probably would be able to sell a few, but not much. 
Okay, so um, that, that that's an example of having multiple sourcing strategies, and I have many of those. I there's products that I bought at at big lots. Um, big lots is a you know a low cost um, uh, store. You know, um, it's kind of like uh, the 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 dollar store, but better. Okay, um, and uh, I would buy this product for about three dollars, and I'll sell it on Amazon for about forty dollars. All right. So um, when I couldn't find the product, I would go on eBay and I would source it for maybe six, seven dollars higher, six, seven dollars more. So three or four hours more. So six or seven dollars and then in total. And then I'll sell it for, you know, forty dollars. So on and so forth. So that's an example of multiple sourcing strategy. I still only had one exit strategy, which was selling it on, on Amazon, on Amazon. So an example um, that I currently, you know, what I do currently is is an example of multiple sourcing strategies and multiple exit strategies. Um, well, actually, it's, it's not a multiple sourcing strategy. It's, it's multiple exit strategies. I have products from the, the brand that I, that I the, the niche that I sell in, you know, I sell them on more than one platform, you know, so I'm a multi-channel. So I have multiple exit strategies, even though it's one source. Now, the, the, the caveat to this situation is that um, not anybody uh, anymore, not anybody could just buy these products. So I, I'm, I'm an authorized uh, dealer of these products. And um, and at one point, you know, anybody can just, you know, apply to 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 hold to buy wholesale these products. But uh, this year they cut that off. So now it's uh, a certain number of sellers who uh, are. Um, who are you know authorized to buy the products wholesale to be able to sell retail so um that's a better situation but but the whole thing is you're going to find you, you want to in, in in the middle ground to sustain yourself you want to find yourself in a situation where you have multiple sourcing strategies and or multiple exit strategies or you are maintaining relationships with people who can sell you products or who can sell you products at a discount or a combination of those two. Okay. So that's where you're going to be in order to sustain yourself in the middle. Okay. Before you get to private label or you may not want to get the private label. Okay. So you, so you, in, in the middle ground is where you're uh, collecting data. You're, you're learning about the customer. You are, um, you know, you, you yeah, you're basically yeah, you're collecting data, learning about the customer, what sells well, what sells well on what platform. If you're doing multi-channel like myself, um, and you are trying to understand how you can uh, become, how you can create value in the marketplace in these niches. Okay, so. After you collect the data, after you understand your buyer, your customer, after you understand what they're looking for, after you understand what problems and concerns they have, and after um, you know how you can address those problems, or you have an idea of how you can address those issues that the customer that the customer is having in those niches, you're going to start looking at how to solve those problems, right? So what do I, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is 
you know, trying to find a way to, um, uh, trying to uh, find a way to, um, find a manufacturer who can, you know, solve these problems that you're coming across, you know, find a manufacturer. So in my particular case, I found a manufacturer, a manufacturer who can do the things I need them to do. Okay. So I'm saying, Hey, I need this feature, this feature, this feature, this color, this color, this, 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 right. And I am going to take this product and I'm going to sell it to the customers I'm already selling to. Okay. And see if, Hey, and look, look, what people have to realize is everything is a test. It's not a guarantee that the, that the customer is going to receive this, you know, newfound product that you have. But anyways, so that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm at a point where I found a manufacturer. I've talked, I've talked to them for months about, um, about creating, you know, a product that, you know, meets the needs that I need them to meet. Um, you know, worked for months designing the product and, um, and the price was right. Right. Because you, because, you know, you know how much a product will sell for in that niche. So, you know, what price you need to get it at. Okay. So, um, um, that's where I'm at right now. I am waiting for my product to arrive, um, as we speak. So it could be either the, um, it, I'm anticipating I will receive the product early January, you know, uh, and, um, this product is a result of collecting data, all the things I just talked to you about collecting data, learning, learning about the customer, learning about the problems, issues, concerns, um, that they were having, um, in the niche, in the niche, right. Um, it came after establishing relationships, you know, with wholesale companies, it came out of, uh, sourcing, uh, sourcing and, and having multiple exit strategies, everything I just talked to you about. Okay. You know, so I'm, 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 I'm walking what I'm, what I'm talking, what I'm talking. Right. So, so that's where I'm at. I'm waiting for my product. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to present it, you know, in a, uh, uh, next to the products that I currently sell, you know, in the niche that I'm in, I'm going to position it next to the one I currently sell. And if it works out, I move on to the next phase. Okay. I move on to the next phase. All right. So in the next phase is, is, is eventually, um, um, becoming more independent. Now I, I, I call this the private label at the end of the spectrum. I call it becoming independent. That's what I call it. You become independent of others, whether wholesale companies, their prices, their distribution, what they want, right? And you become independent where you control and own 
your brand, you, you control your distribution, you can you control your price, you become one of one. That's important. You become one of one, right? You have a solution that's one of one. You can charge whatever freaking price that the market will pay you at that point. And I believe I have a one of one product. Now, a product similar um, would sell for about uh, almost $50. I think I can sell this product for about 60 Okay. Once I start getting some traction, getting some reviews, you know, and, 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 and things like that, I think I can sell this product for $60 that I'm paying $13 for, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so, so that is in a nutshell, an example of going from starting point all the way to the end of the spectrum, which is private label. Okay. Now what I don't have right now, I don't have results, you know, I don't have results right now. And, um, if you tune into the channel, you're going to be getting updates on how that's going to work out, you know, how my private label product is doing, you know, and where, where, what the next steps are for me from there, because what's, what, um, what I'm <laughs> like, this is really opening a lot of doors. This is really opening my mind to a lot of, uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I just explained to you. A lot of people aren't going to get it. A lot of people are just going to be like, oh, okay, cool. You know, yeah, and then move on, you know, but I am screaming to you right now that if you follow this, you will find more opportunities than you have money for. Okay. Guaranteed. You find more guaranteed opportunities that you, you don't have enough money for. Like I don't have enough money for the opportunities that are in front of me. Okay. Because there's, there's, there's I, I'm using this same blueprint in both of my uh, businesses. So I have, you know, e-commerce business, obviously, but I'm in two different major niches. So I, I, I separate them by saying different businesses. I am in a seasonal business. I usually, you know, I do Q4, right? Q4 holiday type items, um, seasonal items. And I also have a main niche that I'm in for the rest of the year. Uh, now I'm using, I have another, I have, I have a private label product that I am going to embark on, um, um, you know, beginning first quarter of, of the next year, 2022, um, that, uh, I have two products that I'm trying to, to, to come to the market with by the end of, uh, by Q4 next year that are going to, you know, that are going to explode because I sold similar products over the past two, three years, collected data, you know, did all the stuff that I just explained to you. And now it's time to go independent. Um, so, so I'm going to be able to be able to do that on, on both fronts. So both my seasonal business and my, uh, current main business. So, um, I honestly can't really tell you what next year is going to look like because if I'm right, if I'm right, okay, if I'm right with my private label product now, uh, that's going to change everything that I do. You know, um, I may not be in, you know, the wholesale business anymore. If I need to put all my energy into my private label business. Right. So let me, let me explain real quick. So let's say, for example, that 
my private label product. You know, I I I um I bought uh 400 units. Okay, so I um I bought 400 units, and that's that's what I'm going to be receiving within the next couple of weeks. Let's say I go through 400 units in a week. Okay, that's a that's that that'll change everything about what I do, right? So that'll tell me that not only am I right, but I'm super, super, super right. Okay. And I'm going to have to come up with, um, um, and this stuff isn't cheap that I'm buying, you know? Um, like I said, my, my cost, my landing cost is $13 and I bought 400 units. So that's about 5,400. I paid about $5,400. So if I'm selling out, um, so that, so if I'm selling out, that means I'm right. Okay. Okay. So, so my, my first, my first, okay, look, my first step is to, uh, sell on Etsy. Okay. That's my first step is sell on, on Etsy. Um, and I, and I think that maybe the next episode is the Etsy episode that I've been talking about for damn near a year, the, the Etsy episode. So hopefully that may be the next episode, but anyways, my first step is to sell on Etsy. Now, if the the way I've been experiencing Etsy is sometimes, you know, if a product that I have is really good, it will it will show itself, you know, very quickly, right? So I might have like, you know, three or four sales in a day. And then next and tomorrow, the next day I might have like three or four again. And then it starts increasing, increasing, increasing as I start getting more reviews and the more um more people uh, writing reviews and um, taking pictures, um, taking pictures and writing reviews, taking pictures and attaching them with their reviews. Right. So getting that social proof and then it just really takes off like a lot, you know, go from three cells a day to 10 cells a day. OK, so. Um, let's say I, I have that situation where it's like it just blows up. OK, in the first week I sell out in the first, you know, Two weeks, even the first thirty days. Let's say the first thirty days. I'm gonna be conservative. Let's say the first thirty days, I sell out all four hundred units. That's a lot. Okay, I don't sell four hundred units of anything in in a, in a month. So if that happens, that changes my business. Okay, so uh, I'm I'll be literally in the private label business. I will be. Um, Distributing my product not only on Etsy, but on Shopify and Amazon. My next step will be Amazon after that, or, or maybe even Shopify, because the thing is, like, I need um, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's a test run. You know what I'm saying? So, 400 units if they if they sell out. Um, but the goal, if that is successful, the goal after that is to make sure I'm capturing email addresses from the customers who are buying from me, that's most important. I got to, I got to get, I have to get to that part really fast. I have to be able to get the, the email, address, email addresses of the people who are buying from me. And that's not that easy if I'm selling on Etsy or Amazon. I got to be able to sell on Shopify and, and, and uh, you know, sell on Shopify with ads from for Facebook and things like that. Because most of my sales, most of my ads 
that I currently have, like on, on Etsy, for example, uh, a lot of traffic I'm getting from Facebook. So I think a lot of my customers are coming from, fa- you know, Facebook is a good place for a lot of my customers to, to be able to find all of my, a lot of my customers. So, um, so yeah, that explains in a nutshell, the blueprint, okay, from starting to the light at the end of the tunnel. Once we get to the light at the end of the tunnel, that the light at the end of the tunnel, and we are independent, we're independent of Amazon, we're independent of Etsy, eBay, Poshmark, we're independent of these places, and we own the brand and control the distribution. Once we get to that, it's game over. It's game over. You can get rich in between. You can get rich, you know, without doing that, right? We talked about the relationships. We talked about uh, multiple sources, multiple sourcing strategies, and multiple exit strategies. You can find success doing those two things or a combination of those two things, okay? And you'll be fine, right? But I, I believe once you get to the independent level, it's game over. Because you, you are your own. You're standing on your own at that point. Okay. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's, that's, that's where I'm at right now. As time goes on, you, you know, I'm going to be talking about, you know, my progress with my private label product. And, uh, man, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful product. You know, um, it, 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 it has, it, it has taken me two years to put together, um, two years, meaning, uh, the time from collecting data all the way to finished product was about, it was about, about two years. Okay. Like this, this is not a game. Right. So this is not like, oh, you're going to be able to do this shit in two months or, oh, damn, 30 days. You'll be able to do this. You got to put in the time and the work. Okay. Now, if you do that, I believe the payoff is just extreme because you did something that no one else did. You know, not many people are willing to wait two years. Right. You you become a one of one. When you become a one of one, you can command the price. Right. And your profits would be stupid. If you can command price. Right. And then, you know, you got to have the skills and, and the skills to be able to sell. And that's a skill that I'm still learning. Um, and it's, it's a skill set that I'm going to have to expound on because, you know, I'm able to do what I'm doing now pretty well. But. Uh, once I started doing Shopify and Facebook and all that kind of stuff, that's a whole different ball game. You know, that's a whole different ball game. My ball game, the one that I know, the one that I can tell people how to do is multi-channel, being able to sell on the platforms that exist already because there's a lot of value there. You know, it's, it's a lot of value there. I mean, they do, they do a lot of the work for us, to, for us to become, uh, to make a decent living. You know what I'm saying? And make, make money. Um, and all we have to do is show up, show up and look good on the platform, right? I can show anybody how to do that. But in terms of, you know, um, creating my own ads, you know, um, you know, doing more product videos, for example, uh, that that's that's new stuff to me. That's new territory for me. 
So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm up, I'm up for the challenge. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. And, and I, that's the direction I, I, it seems like I'm getting ready to go from this point on is to become more independent. I'm becoming, becoming more independent in my seasonal products, in my seasonal business, and also my main business that I'm, the, the main niche that I'm, that I'm in, in for the remain, uh, for, for the entire year. And then also for my seasonal business, the potential is just amazing, right? Like there's a product I'm, I'm having issues finding a, um, I, I just give you this quick example. Then I'll wrap it up. Like there's, there's a product in my seasonal business that I can't get anymore because the, um, the company went out, the company went out of business, right? You know, COVID and all this shipping delays, all that kind of stuff. So it kind of, um, made a lot of people go out of business. So there's, Companies go out of business. I've been selling this product. Um, I've been buying it for about seven dollars, uh, about seven dollars and twenty cents. My landing costs, selling it anywhere from nineteen ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine, depending on where uh, where we are in Q four. So obviously, early on in Q four, I'm gonna get the lowest price. <clears throat> Closer to the end of Q four, I'm gonna get the highest price. But uh, um. And, and I sell a two set for $40. Uh, I can't get the product anymore. And, uh, I, and, and I know the manufacturer. I know who the manufacturer is in terms of like the name, but finding them is very difficult because a lot of people have similar, a lot of these, you know, Chinese manufacturers have similar, similar names in this specific situation. And, um, I'm just like speculating that, if I'm able to get this product for half the cost, uh, I'd be able to get a similar product for half the cost of what I was buying it for. You know, buying the, the, the product that I used to buy half the cost, my margin would be stupid. Just, just stupid. And I mean, I was, I'm selling a bunch of fucking of the, I was selling a bunch of these, uh, uh, a bunch of this product, um, you know, I just need to find a way where I'm not stepping on any infringement, any copy, uh, any copyright or trademarks. And, you know, I'm not as long as I'm not doing that and I sell something that's similar that um, that can, you know, uh, brand as as my own. Um, I'll, I'll be uh, <laughs> the money. Be stupid. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even even if I'm able to um, pay the um, uh, even if I'm able to. Uh, how do I say this? Even if I'm able to get the same exact product, just buy it and even sell it under the brand that it was being sold under before, I'll be able to still make a fucking killing because they probably would sell it to me at a at a better price than what I was buying it from the um, uh, the wholesale company. But um, but anyways, I I don't know how that situation situation is gonna uh, come out, but um. I have, I have, I have, some t- and, it, and it's a product that sells pretty much all year. It's a seasonal product that sells pretty much all year, but obviously the most of the sales are going to, the bulk of the sales are going to come in Q4. That's one example. I have another example of a product that, um, that I'm, uh, that I, that I currently, that I don't sell anymore, but I, I've sold a lot. Um, it's a handmade product that I've sold a lot on, uh, Etsy and, uh, um, and Amazon as well. And, um, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna design my own version of it, come up with my own, and I, I sold a lot of them very quickly on Etsy. So I'm gonna basically come up with my own, design my own, and sell on Etsy uh, next year, and I'm gonna make a fucking killing because the margins are stupid. The margins are stupid because when I think about the price that I buy it for, okay, and the price that I can actually get it for, you know, when I go to the source, at least half of the price that I buy it for or I bought it for, um, I'm going to, you know, get it for about half of that price. You know, it's going to be my design, my packaging, my brand, and I'm going to sell it, you know, and my God. You know, that that's the direction that I'm going in. But I I can only get to this point if I am doing what I literally just laid out to you. What I just laid out to you, the blueprint. And the blueprint is what uh, the path that I took that no one talked to me about. No one showed me. But um, I'm showing you. So. Use it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Use it. It's not the only thing that people can do. Obviously, I'm 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 not that vain. You know what I'm saying? But it's something that people can 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 uh, uh something tangible that people can look at and 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 put together and look at their business and be like, oh, okay, so this is what this is for. This is this is the path that I'm going on. Because like I said, we're out here a lot of times just doing stuff. And we know we want to be in business. We know we want to do e-commerce. We know we want to be in business for ourselves, but we don't really know where we're actually going. Right? That was me. All right. Anyways, I'm going to end this. I'm going to wrap this up right now. So, um, you know, thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you're having a great holiday and I will get back with you.